Hello everyone, I'm Contestor of Wrestling.com here to talk all about a very special, very emotional uh, Ring of Honor final battle, end of an air pay-per-view from last night. I didn't do a show uh, or a podcast right after the show. Um, if you know me, obviously I cover Ring of Honor uh, here for WrestleZone. I have done that uh, since I started here. Uh, weekly reviews of every show, every pay-per-view, news coverage. I've done this podcast. Uh, I've had the opportunity to interview many talents. So I just want to take some time after the show last night to, to, to just you know, to just process and, and, you know, soak in the moment a little bit and, and you know, maybe, maybe give myself a little time uh, to, to not to dig right in uh, right after the show. Cause I, I, I was pretty down last night. It was, it, it was an emotional show. And I said that, I say that sitting here very, very removed. I, I'm on the outside situation, obviously can't even imagine how the talent was feeling. Um, but as someone that has had the opportunity to interview a lot of, a lot of those talented people that has had the opportunity to cover ring of honor for, Gosh, probably about two years now. And on top of being a fan from when I was a kid, uh, it, it was a very emotional show. Um, and uh, in case you did, did not know, obviously, it was Ring of Honor final battle end of an era. So uh, Ring of Honor had announced in, uh, I think, the very end of October, they'll be going on hiatus the first quarter of 2022. They will not be doing live events. They they have a couple more episodes of uh, Ring of Honor Wrestling, the, the weekly TV show in the can. I believe that's, they have two more uh, new episodes of that. Uh, and then I'm not quite sure what, what the future holds beyond that, but uh, this will be the, la the last Ring of Honor uh, pay-per-view for, at the very least, until April. They, they have announced their plans to return in April, uh, previously with, it, with a super card of honor. And um, admittedly, I, I think many people, myself included, were not sure uh, exactly, or actually there's still, there's still some concern that they may not come back, right? Because they... They're, they're, this, it's a very uncertain future. There's every reason to hope they will come back. They announced the show that um, the, the, a, new, a new era will begin in April, which is, again, that had been the plan. But again, with, with a very uh, uh, unprecedented situation that, that was not a guarantee when they, when they made that announcement. So now we can look forward to, to a new era. And I think that's a very good thing. But obviously, here we are here today to, to talk about all about final battle, end of an era, an end and a culmination of... Uh, pretty much 20 years of amazing Ring, Ring of Honor history going out with a bang. And it was an amazing show. Going to talk all about it. But before I do, I just I had a little opening spiel here. Before I do, just want to remind you all, this show, like everything we do here, is available on all of our streaming platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, YouTube, all podcasts, web, maybe. We've got you covered. So leave a like and subscribe. So I just wanted to take a moment, or more than a moment, take, take some time to run through the card and, and talk about some of the, the numerous surprises packed packed within that very uh, wonderful card like that. Uh, Nick Fun saying he was hoping Braun Strowman would go to AEW. Yes, uh, Adam Schur, formerly known as Braun Strowman, uh, one of the, the major surprises ROH had in store last night. Uh, he came to the ring um, as, as a member of EC3's kind of army or, or, or alongside EC3's control the narrative um, group. Uh, very much an, an unexpected... Uh, scene here, you know, they definitely did not see that one coming. But this to me, it was weird. It felt like almost uh, I, my first impression what was like a, a backdoor pilot of some sort for for um, for like a EC three zone thing. EC three obviously has his control the narrative uh, project. They've done several like uh, special. I can't even call them events, but like, you know, he's, he's like control the narrative as like these special shows. And I think there's been some wonder if he'll do his own kind of promotion of some sort. And there's no confirmation on that whatsoever. But with, yeah, with, with Adam Schur or Braun Strowman coming out here, 
I my first thought just as a fan was like, is this kind of like setting up something that EC3 is doing? EC3 has been signed Ring of Honor. Uh, and again, with this uncertain future, maybe they're kind of, you know, giving him some some help or 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 just trying to like set something up for him in that sense. Right after the show, ironically, he he posted, or I should say the control of the narrative YouTube channel posted this kind of vignette more for their movement, which is which is all about what uh control never has been about about taking back control of this industry ec3 has previously criticized ring of honor well not criticized but like you know had used this ring of honor situation as kind of a uh the the jumping off point for some for some promos talking about how the the leaders have failed us talking about jay lethal signing with aew all these things um so it was interesting to see adam sure show up uh maybe uh, i would say that i mean there, there are just so many surprises but in terms of things that actually played out on the show this was probably for me personally tied uh, like one A one B with another big surprise. We got F FTR showing up. We're gonna talk all about that. Uh, but for me, I did not ever expect to see Braun Strowman uh, show up at a Ring of Honor show. I just didn't didn't see it coming. And obviously, with with, with Final Battle being a very special show, uh, it, it made sense. But uh, definitely, did, if you asked me before the show yesterday, would not have had that one tabbed uh, whatsoever. And again, I'm not sure. Uh, whatever the future holds for ring of honor i'm not sure if this is an indication that they want to or plan to uh bring adam sure in when they come back in april but uh i don't know i i don't know uh benjamin a jones saying that roh needs a big star like ron Strowman. i mean yeah like anybody anybody can use a big star like ron Strowman, right uh and his future uh in the aftermath of his WWE release has been very uncertain as well and um you know, there 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 was a lot of speculation he'd go to Impact, but uh, and he, he having him show up in the Ring of Honor last night again. I don't know what that means moving forward. We saw him show up. He he beat up uh, Brian Johnson, personal favorite of mine, Eli Isom, uh, and Doc Draper, some of the the top prospects. In, uh, not not pun intended, but you know some of the the the, the more buzzworthy young guys in Ring of Honor. Uh, EC3 told Brian Johnson to like control your narrative, and but to do that you need to fight for your freedom, and that's when Braun came out. Um, and then to make matters even more interesting, uh, Adam Sure, EC3, and some of the other guys there. They had, uh, Weston Blake, Wesley, uh, formerly known as Wesley Blake in NXT, was also there. Another control the narrative guy. So this definitely felt like the launch of a stable of some sort. Uh, and if slash when Ring of Honor does return maybe we'll see that continue to play out um because they and they they did bring uh, brian johnson uh eli Eisen, and dr baby kind of like carried him to the back almost like like a like a hostage kind of thing I, I don't know um so i don't know this was definitely one of the more um again unexpected interesting parts of the show here and i guess we could start with some of this more of those things here and uh, before talking about the matches themselves um with uh rich murphy wondering if this 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 segment or just in general some other things we saw could uh could indicate a ring of honor invasion storyline in AEW. now obviously aw did help uh ring of honor a lot last night we had adam cole brian dennis and cm punk hangman page the world champion send in taped messages talking about their time in ring of honor talking about um ring of honor's legacy its impact on the wrestling world today so these are things that are very much the, the narrative the rightful narrative about ring of honor at this point about how uh anywhere you look uh ring of honor's fingerprints are are all over the the uh the uh, the industry today so you know i i thought that was very very just uh, it was awesome right as, as a fan uh even if they couldn't be there in person just just to have those nice messages eddie and for even for elsewhere eddie edwards of impact wrestling 
Uh, Bunch of other guys. Jimmy Jacobs. There's many, many faces from Ring Ring Runner's past. Um, sent some messages like that. Really, really contributing to the end of the era sense of just paying tribute to, to that past. Uh, but for the Ring Runner invasion thing, I don't know. And again, it's uh, especially uh, with the you know, somewhat confirmation that Ring Runner will come back. Uh, uh, the, 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 the vignette the show said April, which had been the plan previously. Um, I don't know if we're going to see any like full scale invasion thing, especially not one branded uh, after Ring of Honor, uh, like a like a Ring of Honor versus AW kind of thing, because uh, reportedly a, the Ring of Honor won't be renewing the contracts of the talent roster at the end of the year. So guys like, um, well, really anybody on the roster, a guy, a, a guy like Jonathan Gresham, a guy like Josh Woods, the two of the champions come out of the show last night. Josh Woods, uh, Woods retained the pure title. Gresham won the the world title. We'll talk about that later on. But uh, any any of the top guys, anybody on the roster, um, their contract r- r- reportedly will expire at the end of the year. They will not be renewed. Uh, so they will be free agents. They'll be on, on into the open market. A lot of these guys, I would expect to see sign elsewhere. Maybe they would sign with AW separately. Would that set up a uh, Ring of Honor invasion thing? I don't know. That's been a, a fair point of speculation or, or even dream or fantasy booking, if you will. Um, and we, we saw definitely one big uh, tease of that, indicator of that. Later on, I'll talk, we're talking about the Adam Schur uh, surprise here. But another big, big one. This one, less of a like major, major shock because like the, the, the Adam Schur came out of nowhere. Whereas when FDR showed up, they've been kind of... Um, feuding with the Briscoe brothers online for, for weeks now. And this has been a dream match for many, many people uh, for a long time. The, the best tag team in the world today were uh, there at least one of them FTR uh, and the best tag team in ring around history, the Briscoes definitely a big dream match there. The Briscoes won a fantastic tag title match with the OGK. They won the tag titles last night to go out on top as the tag team champions. Now the Briscoes also currently hold the GCW tag team championships. So now they're, um, they're, they're both G- the GCW and Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. So they beat the OGK. Amazing match. OGK definitely has an amazing legacy in Ring of Honor as well. So couldn't have asked for more. This was part of the, the double main event uh, after Bandido tested positive of COVID-19. Ring of Honor kind of pivoted and said, okay, we're going to do, do a double main event. We're going to have the tag title match, which was previously announced. And we're going to have Jay Lethal, former world champion who recently signed with Ring of Honor, uh, return and, and face the guy who was supposed to challenge uh, Benito Gresham, Jonathan Gresham for, for the original Ring of Honor World title. Talk about that a little more later on. But with this tag title match, phenomenal. Couldn't have asked for more. Two amazing teams doing, doing what they do best. I mean, absolutely amazing. There was one point, one highlight, uh, an absolutely scary, if I better word, uh, like um, super uh, Doomsday Destroyer with, with Matt Taven doing the Flight of the Conqueror outside the ring onto one of the Briscoes with, with, Taven, uh, with Bennett holding the guy up. Uh, Brutal, but an amazing spot. These guys and everyone on the card went all, absolutely all out to, to really do whatever they could to, to give the fans one hell of a show. And it was uh, absolutely amazing to see. Absolutely loved it. Uh, Briscoe's winning. They can be 12-time Ring of Honor Tag Team Champions. So let that let that sink in for a minute. 12-time. Absolutely amazing. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, already the, the legacy was solidified. But I, I, I tweeted about it last night. I think there was... Uh, no better way to go out for for the Briscoes Ring of Honor with this current era than to have the Briscoes win the titles. Now their contracts way up as well. So you think will they will they be back in April uh, when 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 Ring of Honor comes back? They've been so loyal to the company through all the years. They've never left, never left, never signed with WWE, never signed elsewhere. 
the ring of honor lifers to say the least uh from the very very beginning and i, I commend them for that 100 percent uh but with their, their contracts coming up now they're they've been taking bookings elsewhere already on the independent scene with gcw they've they showed up in defy wrestling uh they've made it clear on, on twitter they're they could show up anywhere uh and now with this they, uh, i should say ftr they, they brought it up tr after this match last night to very very firmly set up uh an eventual match between the two that's been teased for quite a while now they haven't beefing on twitter for a couple weeks so where where where's this match going to happen i don't know um someone i saw a couple of tweets saying uh have gcw do it at the at the hammerstein show in new york which will be a very historic show for them in january uh gcw the world on gcw and the hammerstein possible uh i think that's possible but um will ftr show up, show up at gcw no knock at gcw at all but i don't know um I've, we've seen gcw and aw work together but to me i think aw if they can they're going to want to get that match for themselves and um i that may, maybe they'll try to do that for uh either a, a big tv episode for them or even if they can hold off doing it for one of the maybe if they can if they can wait that long to do it for revolution next year which is you know next march i i don't know um but this was definitely it was very cool to have yet another uh talk about that i'm sure moment a big surprise here with ftr showing up setting up this match here uh we'll see if shaver's talking about the briscoe saying briscoe's in aw yes please nwa nwa could be a good fit as well nwa desperately needs wrestlers i mean we could talk about nwa another day i think they're, they're doing great things personal favorite of mine matt cardona just showed up there showed up there they had a very buzzworthy pay-per-view of their own with hard times too early this month so um i think nwa is doing great things uh with the briscoes I think they certainly deserve to be on uh, a national TV show like AW Dynamite. They've never really have had that chance. Uh, they've been so well to be on it. They, they, they have not really had the opportunity to, to be on a, a major, major platform like that. Uh, Ring of Honor has a TV show, has a weekly TV show, but it's, it's very different. It's syndicated. It's, it's from Sinclair, which is a major company, but they, it is, you know, it's like apples and oranges. They're, they're two different things. So uh, could I see the Briscoes showing up? In AW, I, especially after last night, yes. D does that mean it's going to happen? No. Uh, uh, so many things last night. I I have no idea what's going to happen, uh, which is exciting and also scary. They're like because I I'm just such a big fan of Ring of Honor that I don't know what's going to happen. One thing I do know, and one reason why I'm, I'm doing a show today, I wasn't really 100 planning on doing a show today, and then I saw the announcement and uh, that Ian Riccaboni, the voice of Ring of Honor, the lead broadcaster will be working just doing some work with new japan strongs uh starting on january 15th at their new beginning show in seattle and i i just felt very um encouraged by that encouraged for the future of so many of the, the amazing people on the on the ring of honor roster uh good for ian rick bonnie i've said it many times on this very podcast that he is for my money the best commentator in the wrestling world today and i very often have hoped for the best for him and Ring of Honor, and and as soon as the news broke about Ring of Honor's hiatus and uncertain future, I immediately thought somebody's got to sign Ian Riccoboni and give him some chances here, whether it's New Japan or AW, somebody, Impact, somebody. And thankfully, New Japan did. It makes all sense in the world. New Japan has worked with uh, Ring of Honor for years, and and one one Ring of Honor does return inside in the in the interview that uh, he's very hopeful that he'll be able to do both. So I think that makes a lot of sense for him. Very excited about that. Um, and I don't know I just uh, I, I felt kind of inspired that to, to you know do the podcast anyway because I was thinking about it and then I was like this, I rolled it that's why I, I didn't really advertise ahead of time I sitting here on a Sunday afternoon I was like all right let's roll talk all things making around here um 
So, uh, yeah, FTO showing up, very cool surprise, setting up uh, a, one of three, I think, major, major things here, uh, major teases really for the future with the, the Adam Sure one, with FTR, the Briscoes as another. Another big one that I, I was very excited about, uh, Diana Perrazzo, uh, former Impact Knockouts champion, current uh, AAA Reina de Reyes, I'm not sure, if I, I'm not pronouncing the right, and I'm sorry, champion, one of the very, very best women's wrestlers in the world. Uh, showed up after Roxy, the Ring of Honor Women's World Champion, defended the title in a great match against Willow, and she challenged Roxy to a winner-take-all match for the Ring of Honor Women's World title, the AAA Women's title, uh, and uh, Deanna will be challenging for the Knockouts title again at Impact Hard to Kill next month. So uh, she had said, like, if she wins that one, it'll be a winner-take-all match for all those titles. But uh, nonetheless, challenged Roxy, 20 years old. I, I looked up yesterday to, to double-check. 20 years old, Roxy the Prodigy, has an absolutely amazing story. I had the opportunity to interview her um, months ago before she won the title and to hear her story. Uh, she started wrestling when she was 13, started training when she was 11, I believe, if I remember correctly. Amazing story. Amazing to see her rise to that ring of honor. She won the woman, the Women's World Title Tournament uh, that culminated at Death for Honor. And for me, I think it was most disappointing. one of the most disappointing parts of the news about the Ring of Honor hiatus and the end of this era was that she didn't really get to have this like lengthy run with the title where she had to defend it show after show after show on Ring of Honor. Um, I like this comparison from Stephen Chambers, calling her the Cora Jade, uh, current NXT 2.0 star Cora Jade, um, co comparing Roxy to that. I think that's a great comparison there. Roxy has a great future no matter what. Uh, she's already been advertised for M MLW Blood and Thunder in January. And now this challenge from Diana Perrazzo instantly generated a lot of buzz on that um, where... Again, kind of like the FTR match. I'm not sure if I would assume that would be that would happen on Impact, whether that's an Impact TV or pay per view. It seems like a pay per view or the match to me to have a winner, winner take all match like that. But uh, yeah, this was very, very cool. Good for Roxy. Much, I mean, I, I could go on and on. Everybody on this roster, I want to see uh, the very, very best for. I talked about Ian Rickabani. Roxy, so very talented. And I'm very, very happy to see this for her. Uh, again, I, when when Ring comes back, I I do not know what the future holds for the champions. I don't know what the future holds for any of this. I don't know if they'll bring Roxy back and and maintain this 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 reign she's currently on. Um, I I don't know. They they have not announced anything like that. As soon as I know more, I will I will uh, share the information with you all through my work with Dustin Zone. But nobody knows what what exactly this this future is going to look like. And that, again, that is why. Um, final battle last night was just so bittersweet and emotional and just mixed, uh, very mixed bag of emotions uh, from start to finish. Uh, one of those things being, uh, I was so excited about the main event match uh, ahead of time. Bandito defending his world title against Jonathan Gresham, two of my favorite guys in Ring of Honor, two top-notch talents, two of the best wrestlers in the world. I haven't wanted to see this match for a long time, especially uh since uh, Gresham's been on this great run with the foundation and, and the pure title uh, before he lost it to Josh Woods at Death Force Honor. But he's, he's, I would say, I've, I've said it several, many, many times, Gresham, one of the best wrestlers in the world, bar none. Uh, I'm very biased as a Ring of Honor fan, but I just think he's such an amazing talent. And I was very much hoping for um, the best for him. And, and, you know, again, even even before the news about this hiatus and this uncertain future for Ring of Honor broke, uh, I, I really want to see him win the the world title at, uh, at at final battle. I thought it was his moment, and then unfortunately, two days before the pay per view, 
the world champion Bandito tested positive for COVID-19. So he was unable to compete on Saturday. Ring of Honor uh, announced that they they announced the news and then they did not immediately announce like how they would um, adjust or, or respond. And I believe it was the, the very next day on Friday, the day before the pay-per-view, that they announced Jay Lethal for world champion that signed with All Elite Wrestling just last month. He showed up at full gear on November 13th that he would be coming back to face Gresham, his former stable mate in the foundation, his former tag team partner. They're tag team champions together. So much history there, and they're very, very close friends in real life. They announced that uh, Lethal would be facing Gresham in the main event instead. Still wasn't quite clear what the what the future would hold for the world title because of the, the, the Bandito situation. Then they announced during the, the hour one, uh, the pre-show essentially, of the pay-per-view that Gresham and Lethal would be for the original Ring of Honor World Championship, not the one technically that Bandito uh, holds right now. So a little bit of a distinction there. And as you would expect, amazing match. Gresham and Lethal, two of the very, very best. Couldn't really ask for more. Um, with the end of an era, you would have hoped that that Lethal would have been on the show, competing on the show somehow, even with his move to AEW. Uh, and thankfully, Tony Khan and AEW, they, they, they worked very well to make that happen. Couldn't have asked for a better main event. Absolutely great. Lethal, uh, the face of the franchise, at least especially throughout my time watching Ivana the last several years, former world champion, uh, former Titan champion, former peer champion. I, he was voted the Ivana wrestler of the decade for the 2010s, rightfully so. Um, Amazing, amazing talent, amazing main event. Gresham won fair and square, made lethal tap out. The locker room emptied out to celebrate with Gresham, and show went off air with Gresham celebrating as world champion. Uh, after the show went off the air, uh, Ian Riccoboni, I believe, shared a video uh, to YouTube of Gresham's post-show speech. You're saying that, you know, basically pure wrestling has won. Uh, the title is now purified. He'll defend it under pure rules. Um, and, he and he even said he'll take the heart and soul of Ring of Honor to his new promotion, Terminus, which will be launching in January. But yet again, that, this promo very much uh, left me, and I would imagine many others, uh, a little unclear about what the future holds for the world title, for, for, for just again, for Ring of Honor in general. And again, they announced they'll be coming back in, in April. Gresham will be a free agent, but Gresham has made it abundantly clear that he will be loyal to Ring of Honor. Uh, he's, he's done a couple of interviews in recent weeks where he, where he said that he will remain loyal to Ring of Honor. Uh, I remember I, I listened to one of the interview he did, and he said something on the lines of, you know, that he'll he'll be on this ship until it until it goes down. So uh, he's world champion now, and he will go down in the record books, at least here to, sitting here today, as the the final world champion in the Ring of Honor history as we currently know it. Um, and again, Gresham is I've said like, I'll say it again, <laughs> he's, he's the one of the best wrestlers in the world, um, bar none. And he's doing great things on the independent scene as it is. He's going to be at GCW, I believe, this Friday. G at GCW Blood on the Hills. I'll be covering that. He's been at a couple of GCW shows recently. He's, uh, I think he worked PWG, um, I think, in November or so. He's been, been doing some other shows as well. He's, he'll be at uh, Beyond Wrestling, I believe. Uh, I think that's early next month or something like that. But the point being, he's going all over the place. He's one of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, I don't, and again, he's made it clear he'll be a uh, loyal Ring of Honor seemingly in terms of like signing anywhere, signing like a full-time deal anywhere. Uh, if, if slash one Ring of Honor does return in April, I sitting here today, if you ask me, I, I would expect Gresham to come back as the champion, kind of leading, leading the charge there. Um, but that, that's not, that's not a certain thing that we, we have not heard uh, any, any confirmation of that. I'm not sitting here reporting anything, anything at all. I'm, I'm, I am a fan giving my, my, Outside looking in um, prediction and, and perspective about what I, what I would think will happen, but that is 
Not to say that it will. That's not to say it's even likely. I they, There's just no way to know. Um, and that's kind of the running theme of the show here today is that I don't know what's going to happen next. I am hopeful, um, but I just don't know. And again, the, the vignette, the area at the end of the show saying that when one era ends, another begins with uh, April 2022 in that vignette made it pretty darn clear. Rewinder will be back uh, in April. Uh, and the initial announcement, they announced that they will plan to come back with a Supercar of Honor uh, event in April. But uh, and I, I, I hope that happens now, with, especially with that vignette, the show waved every reason to believe that will happen. And um, but it will be it will be a different Ring of Honor. Uh, but hopefully, again, with Gresham leading the charge, that is, that is a very, very good thing for everybody involved. Uh, but one thing kind of to note there uh, with the announcement everyone will be going on hiatus. Uh, again, as I've been talking about, everyone on the roster here today, their contracts will not be renewed at the end of the year. And there's just no way to know who is if or if anyone will, will be brought back. Even the champions uh, with Benjamin A. Jones saying Ray Vaughn will be a free agent company out re reportedly. This was not officially announced from Ray Vaughn or anything, but uh, it has been reported that Ray Vaughn will come back. When, when they come back, it will be uh, very, very different from what they're doing now, whereas they, they had largely been a company with many exclusively signed talents. Not not entirely. They had some guys that were um, still in the open market, still, still taking work elsewhere. Guys like Brody King, uh, currently uh, he's he's been t doing some work with New Japan Strong. Now he'll be uh, doing some work with uh, GCW in the weeks weeks ahead. But uh, with, with the, the report, report uh, sorry, reports saying that uh, Ring of Honor, when they come back, it will be a company of not contracted uh, and independent talent, you know, very much kind of a, a complete, the flip side of, of what we've come to see. Guys like Matt Taven, Dalton Castle that have been signed exclusively. Now it will reportedly be, uh, again, not official by any means, but what's been reported is that it will be a, a, just a, a, a company based on not con not ex not exclusively contracted talent. And one, one phrase that's been kind of used by at least some fans is that it will be like a super independent company where it's not like your your standard independent company that's like any, any other. It will be like they supposedly would have it at their show on TV uh, as they have. Uh, they'll be doing events. Uh, they'll have the Ring of Honor name, obviously. They'll have the Ring of Honor lineage, but uh, the, that it would be very different like that. Um, and I, I've talked about it. I did a pretty a lengthy podcast when, when the news first came out that Ring of Honor would be, would be going on hiatus and uh, returning in April with a with a new vision. That the, the word they use was that they're going to reimagine themselves. Um, and this would seem, seemingly be part of it. And I said it during that that initial podcast. I think that will make that, that comes with a lot of challenges, to say the least. Obviously, you could that, that makes it so that you know if you're building around somebody as like a top star, if they're not contracted to you, they could easily sign elsewhere, and you know that that makes that makes just presenting a wrestling show slash product hard. You know, it's like uh, it's just for, for a hypothetical comparison, let's say that they're following the same model or have been following the same model, right? With the roster today. So that would mean that at the drop of a hat, anybody could sign and, and, and the AEW could sign Jay Lethal, even if he was like your world champion at the drop of a hat. And then you'd be forced to presume to kind of like scramble and, and adapt. Um, that's how I've been kind of like been viewing that reported approach and that's not official but again because what we do know is that nobody knows anything and that's very uncertain but with the reports being that that is the kind of intended uh direction i think i think that, that there's a lot of possibility there where you could bring in some of the top talent on the open market and that could be a great kind of showcase kind of thing 
where you get some of the top people in uh, GCW, PWG, who even knows if uh, pandemic, pandemic permitting, maybe even some international talent. I don't know. Uh, but that that does have a lot of challenges as, as well. And I think that's one thing that Ring of Honor benefited from when, when they had people, uh, wrestlers signed to exclusive deals so that you could kind of like safely build around them. Even if it was just for the length of the contract, if it was like a three-year contract, you'd be like, okay, we've got this guy for three years. We're going to build around him. And then maybe maybe if they want something else when they get one of the contracts up, then we will address accordingly. But with, with that reported plan, I think that makes things very hard. Um, and I hope that I hope for the best for them, to say the least. Obviously, to you know that that I hope I hope that's the case. That it will be a, a great product, a great show, a great. It will remain a great company. But I think many people are uh, concerned about some of those potential downsides or or challenges. And if anyone can pull it off, I think it's Ring of Honor. But it's it's not going to be easy. And, and Ring of Honor, they have many they've met many obstacles and they've overcame many obstacles throughout the history. So me being the fan that I am, I have every reason to believe that they will, they will do that uh, again and again moving forward. So I haven't even talked about the matches, but I talked about the event just now. Uh, before, I mean, I, we're gonna like if I don't start talking about matches, we could be we'd be here all day. Uh, so I do want to talk about some matches here. The show started on hour one with the six-man tag title match. It was Shane Taylor Promotions versus uh, The Righteous. Now, I've had the opportunity to interview Shane Taylor Promotions. Technically, if like all things total... Technically, like five times, I've interviewed, I've interviewed Shane Taylor himself twice, I believe, and I interviewed Shane Taylor promotions, including Shane Taylor, an additional time. Uh, and then I've also had the, uh, the opportunity to interview Soldiers of Savagery, Moses and Khan. So I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm biased. So having spoken to Shane Taylor promotions, getting to hear uh, their thoughts on their, their run Ring of Honor about their 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 goals uh, in Ring of Honor and moving forward, I was very biased. I was rooting for them. Uh, I, I interviewed them this past Tuesday, uh, heading into the show here. So needless, needless to say, I was re- I was rooting for them. Uh, I, I also had the opportunity to interview Vincent, big fan of Vincent as well. I've, I've said that several times on this show. Um, so it was one of, it was one of those matches where I, where I was rooting for both uh, both teams in this case, but at the same time, a little biased toward rooting for Shantae Promotions. These guys have been on an incredible run as the six man tag team champions. They won the titles. I the, the episode aired back in April. Sorry, sorry, back in February. I, I'm still on 2022 mindset there. Back in February of 2021. So that is roughly like a 300 day reign as the champions. By far and away the longest reign as the champions. Amazing, amazing run. Shane Taylor promotions with Shane Taylor, Moses, and Khan and the the fourth man here in this case, O'Shea Edwards, filling in for Shane for Shane, who had one hell of a fight without honor against uh Kenny King later in the show. Uh, so O'Shea stepped in as he did at Death, Death Before Dishonor to uh, use the Freebird rule so, to defend the titles. And unfortunately, it did not go in Shane Taylor Promotions' way. Uh, Vincent and the Righteous emerged victorious to get their first title as a group um, to go out here at Final Battle as champions. Now, at first, like I said, as a, the fan in me, I, I was pretty disappointed. I really wanted to see Shane Taylor Promotions go out on top uh, to, to, to end this era as a champions, to, to, go out, to go out with that incredible reign. Um, especially with, with this uncertainty about Ring of Honor's future. Uh, again, even, even with the announcement that they, they intend to come back, a lot of uh, concern that they might not, or, 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 the, or the very, very least the, uh, the concern about that, just that, un, that uncertain future, right? Like the, the, nobody knows what's going to happen. So uh, for I think a lot of people, they're kind of hoping to see Shane Taylor promotions win here one more time uh, before they venture off into free agency on the open market. 
uh, they've made Shane Taylor has made it very clear to me and to many many other interviews that uh, that he that he hopes and plans to keep the group together uh, and to keep just do to do great things in the wrestling world uh, in 2022. I have every reason to believe he will, and I think that's why, in many ways, the, the Ring of Honor going behind the curtain here that they may have opted to to roll with uh to to roll the righteous to have the righteous win the titles because uh and I'll, I'll credit my colleague matt black for this observation it's like he thought uh that maybe the mindset might be let, let's have some champions that we are confident will be here in april when we come back and i think shane taylor promotions is so talented and they'll they'll be such a hot commodity as a group on the open market come january 1 that they will sign elsewhere I, uh, I think that I've talked about before. I think they could do amazing things in AEW. I think they could do amazing things anywhere. Uh, I'm I, as an AEW fan as well. I hope to see them to get to get some opportunities there. Uh, but I think they could do great things wherever they go. They they made it clear in one interview, interview that they they want to go to Japan and, and do great things over there. I think they could do that uh, again, pandemic permitting. But I think that might be the the or at least one reason why the righteous won in terms of um not and that's no knock on the righteous i think they, they they'll get plenty of opportunities as well but i think uh, i would honestly i and i said it before i would be shocked if shane taylor promotions did not get signed um to to um, uh, an exclusive deal or or to a an, uh, a big deal uh with aw or or someone else that uh would kind of preclude them from coming back to ring of honor uh in april and being the champions so with that in mind i could kind of understand that and amazingly i was pretty disappointed when they lost uh but an amazing amazing run for them it was a good match i mean they're the best group in wrestling and and the, this was great great showing for the righteous as well i liked it good showing for everyone involved big fan of shane taylor promotions big fan of the righteous as well so you know when ring Round does come back I, I hope to see the righteous is back as well i think there's a lot of meat on the bone left that we haven't gotten to see with them uh we started to see kind of the the righteous get purified in this potential tease of a feud with uh with the foundation and we started to see kind of uh some of the early stages of that uh in the past couple of weeks on ring Round television uh in my my interview and bill pritchard uh we together interviewed vincent before the show can i talk about some of those things that we didn't really get to see come to fruition some of his hopes for uh the uh, some more like evolution of the group so i would definitely recommend you check that out when ring of honor comes back uh if the righteous is comes back as well um i hope i hope we get to see more of that but at the very least we do know that he's, again sitting here today the righteous will go down as the final uh ring of honor six-man tag team champions of this era uh, and Walter Sir, Vincent, amazingly talented guy. I think he's one of the best character character work guys, promo guys, personality guys in wrestling today. I've, I, I told him that during our interview because um, I, I, I firmly believe it. I've thought that ever since uh, he started his feuding with Matt Taven two years ago. And I thought ever since. I think he's just a very, 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 very talented guy. So yeah, as, as, as disappointed as I was to see Shane Taylor Promotions lose, I was also very excited to see Vincent and the Raiders win. So in that case, it was a win-win good way to, to get going there um i don't like to see that and kind of on a similar note um I'm, i've said it before i am very very biased and that i am a huge fan of brian johnson i've had the opportunity to interview him three times i interviewed him a couple weeks ago heading into final battle here my gosh i was rooting for the mecca to win on saturday night against josh woods uh, in the pure title match uh in my in my interview with him which was after the news about the, the hiatus came out uh, Brian Johnson had said that uh, winning the pure title would allow him to kind of completely flip uh, his outlook on his Ring of Honor career, where he hasn't really gotten that one signature win, that one title win, that one big moment 
that would really kind of solidify his legacy in Ring of Honor. And he he admitted that he's, he's had a lot of great moments. He 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 nearly beat EC3 in Philadelphia, his hometown. Uh, he got to kind of come out at the start of um, Best in the World back in July, the first show with fans back, and get the crowd riled up, uh, rightfully so. Um, and he's, every time, every interview, every promo he does, you can just see Brian Johnson, amazing passion, like unmatched. I, I just, I'm a huge fan of him. And I, I'm I, Josh Woods is amazing as well. I, I never mean to kind of uh, praise one and knock the other. Josh Woods is amazing as well. I think he's an amazing talent. I'm sure he'll do great things. Uh, spoiler alert, he competed at AW Dark Tapings uh, just, I think, just about two weeks ago now. So I think he'll get some looks kind of moving forward here. Um, and I know that he was announced for, I think, a Beyond Wrestling show uh later this month or early January. So I think he'll start to get some opportunities as well. And he's already been taking some independent bookings as well. So he's starting to have some breakout opportunities uh, uh, just across wrestling world. And kind of for those reasons, I was really, really, really hoping to see Brian Johnson win on Saturday night. And he didn't. And I was just like, oh, man. And this that, uh, there was a 10-person a wildcard tag team match on the hour one as well. And we saw a great match between Dragon Lee and Ray Oris that kicked off the show. I think the pure title match was uh, maybe the, the second match on the card and not too long after that. So, But for me, just like seeing Shane Taylor Promotions lose and then seeing Brian Johnson lose uh, to, to, uh, for Shane Taylor Promotions, the group, and for Brian Johnson, a guy that I'm just very, very uh, big fans of. That was um, disappointing as a fan, but they were great matches. And I, I'm not sitting, I'm, it's not my job to sit here and say, oh, they should have done this instead. I'm sitting here saying it was, they, they were great matches and I was rooting for uh, another outcome. But Josh Woods beat Jonathan Gresham, the best wrestler in the world. So I think in many ways, he also deserve, deserved to go out as the pure champion in this era of Ring of Honor history. Um, but yeah, that was admittedly disappointing on a night on a night when I was already very emotional about Ring of Honor and uh, the end of this era. I, I but uh, I should say both guys had a great showing Brian Johnson and, and Josh Woods both look great. Um, I thought this was the best that Brian Johnson has looked. And I thought, I think he's had several great matches during the run he's on, but you can tell he just really brought his, his, if he always brings his a game, he brought his like a plus plus game here. I thought he looked great. I got a pre-match promo. That was great. Um, my gosh, I, 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 I won't even hide it. I, I really, really, really hope Brian Johnson gets opportunities moving forward here. Uh, I, I know he's the MCW, the Maryland Championship Wrestling Champion right now. Uh, lately, it's the last time I checked. Um, I hope that he continues to thrive. And I, I admittedly, if Ron comes back, I really, really hope they look his way and bring him back because he is a personal favorite of mine. Want nothing but the best for the Mecca, Brian Johnson. And uh, wish him wish him nothing but, but the best. Wish wish Josh Woods nothing but the best. This was a very good match. I liked it a lot. Um, but you know, hats off to both guys. Hats off to uh, and again, just overall here to everybody on this card. Everybody brought their A game and just what did everything they could to help bring Ronnie go out with a bang here. I talked about the Roxy match earlier. I talked about the Briscoes match earlier. Um, oh, another don't want to don't want to overlook him. Rat Titus won his first singles title in his Ring of Honor career. Last night, he faced uh, the champion Dalton Castle. He faced Silas Young and Joe Hendry in a four-corner survival match. And this was so much fun. Uh, Joe Hendry, a guy, my gosh, like he, among several other international talent, just really got the short end of the stick here with the pandemic. Uh, he kind of was uh, a breakout starting runner, I think, in 2019 or so. And then the pandemic hit early 2020. And 
the, the traveler section he couldn't come to, to the United States. The, 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 he couldn't. He literally couldn't. And that is just really unfortunate. I think Joe Hendry is such a talented guy. I love his theme song. I was literally singing along last night. Uh, if you haven't, uh, if you if you don't don't know, what I'm talking about. Look it up. He sings it himself. He does it himself. It's 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 really catchy. I like it a lot. Uh, and, and I think he's he's a great talent as well. They, um, just beyond, even beyond that, I think he's just, he's got a great look. He's definitely got that that uh, that vague thing we call star quality. Um, I would say he's got the it factor, and I would say Dalton Castle does as well. Uh, I was very, very glad they announced what they, when they announced this match that Henry would be able to come back for this show. Um, man, I, I hope he does great. Th- I, I hope he continues to thrive here moving forward, whatever he does next. Uh, when Ringerana comes back, I hope that he gets some, some opportunities. And I, I've, I've got two two catchphrases for this show. We don't know what's going to happen next. And also uh, pandem- pandemic permitting. So in this case, with uh, with the same kind of travel uh, concerns with Joe Henry here uh, moving forward, assuming he goes back uh, overseas. After this, uh, one if 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 Ring of Honor wants to bring him back, which I would hope they would, um, I I hope they, that 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 happens and and that he can come back here and get some of the, some of the opportunities in Ring of Honor that he didn't get during the during the the brunt of the, the pandemic here. So this is a fun match. Good for Red Titus, man. Uh, he's been there, I think, for like 15 years, which is amazing. Um, Ring of Honor guy through and through. He's been uh, doing some work on the independent scene as well recently. So hope to see the very, very good things for him. Uh, all around good guy. You know, uh, he's a family man. He's a great wrestler. Good dude. I have not had the opportunity to speak with him personally in an interview or anything like that. But from, from everything I can see and the interviews he has done, seems like an, a great, great guy. Uh, well deserved for getting his, his first singles win, uh, singles title win here. Um, so kind of like kind of like we're talking about with some of the others with, with Gresham going out as the, as the world champion. I would say so too. Good to see Red Titus uh, going out as the the TV champion. If if slash when Ravana comes back, I I would have every reason to believe that they'll look uh, Red Titus's way uh, for for that loyalty uh, with him and for you know I mean I again I I say this with with no uh reason to really like firmly report it but i would think you know the champions that we saw either retain or win the titles last night i would say like it's kind of like fair to think that they will come back but they, there's no way to assume that again with the briscoes um they've been so well to ring of honor through and through but then if they got some opportunities in aw that you, you start to wonder like are are they going to come back or or what's gonna happen there but by and large i would i would have to think that like at least some of these champions will come back, even though the contracts are are reportedly not going to get renewed at the end of the year. That would be my personal uh, prediction. Not not a report, not not um, a firm like this is going to happen by any means, but my firm uh, or no, my 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 uh, that's my my guess, my best guess. Uh, and and that's that's made the, watching the show last night so hard. Again, nobody knows. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Nobody knows uh, who's going to come back if anybody. Nobody knows what the new ring of line is going to look like, and that's hard. Um, but let me look at throughout the rest of the card here. Did, definitely want to make sure that I touched on title matches, and there were more things to look at as well. Uh, there's a, a great six one tag team match. It was the Hex and Chelsea Green versus Miranda Elise and uh, the Allure. So good match. You know, I would say Miranda Elise was the the I guess the runner up technically in the the women's title tournament. She lost to Roxy at Death Before Dishonor. She's very talented. The Allure, Angelina Love, former uh, Woman of Honor World Champion. Great to see her get on the card here as well. Mandy Leon has been in, in uh, Ring of Honor for some of the past several years as 
at least as long as I've been watching it, and I'm sure even longer, I think at least, I think it's like at least 2015 or so. Um, I think, I believe she got the pin here. She did. Yeah. She got, uh, Leon got the pin. Good for her. Um, the Hex, they're the, I think they still are currently the NWA Women's Titan Champion. So, uh, very much the spirit of the night, this like, uh, interprofessional collaboration here. Cool to see. Uh, they've been, they've had a couple matches here in Megalonic together. Um, it was, it was cool to see that cool to see that on final battle and i thought, thought it was a good match don't have a whole lot more to say about it i mean this was like a nice uh in addition to the one side of match so it was a nice kind of right, a representative of um the 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 resurgent ring of honor woman's decision here so very cool to see that definitely like that a lot uh, i mentioned earlier dragon lee ray oris two of the very best high flyers uh in ring of honor if not the wrestling world right now huge 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 fan of dragon lee i think he's just one of the best wrestlers in the world. He, he had a great, he had a great uh, reign as the TV champion. I think actually two reigns. And, and I very much hope to see him do great things here moving forward. Um, talking about the pure title match. Like, oh, one bit thought, don't, don't, don't want to overlook it. Kenny King, Shane Taylor had an absolute war in their fight without honor. My gosh, this was brutal. Um, if you haven't seen it, you definitely look it up. Uh, there was one brutal spot where Shane Taylor hit this, like hit the Marcus Garvey pile driver on a ladder but the ladder like moved. It was like a vertically suspended, sorry, horizontally suspended ladder at ringside, and the ladder moved, and it looked like uh, it looked like Kenny King just kind of like hit the floor. A pretty scary spot there, and that was not the end of the match. It took another Marcus Garvey driver on a chair. Uh, there, there was a frog splash through a table. I think like an elbow drop through a table, or I think it was maybe another frog splash. But tables, kendo sticks, chairs, ladders, uh, brutal, brutal, brutal stuff. Very, very, very. Uh, could have asked it better. Yeah, definitely lived up to the, the fight with that on your legacy. We've seen Steen versus Generico, uh, the Briscoes and All Night Express. This was very much in line with those. Bitter uh, blood feud here culminated in a great match here. Awesome post-match moment when uh, Eli Isom and the Russell Chain Taylor Promotions and uh, I think several other uh, people, uh, black wrestlers came out to celebrate with Shane Taylor Promotions. That was very much, I've interviewed him multiple times and his uh, objective has been to really... Um, build up black wrestling and, and to, you know diversify wrestling and to really um make progress on those fronts and i think he's done an amazing job of that and again i say i firmly believe he'll do great things as, and especially as it pertains to doing that uh, in 2022 moving forward here uh but cool moment where everyone kind of comes out and they celebrate and then pretty cool moment when he takes off his his team captain of shantara promotions jersey and he gives it to kenny king Obviously, they're rivals, but we know we have to assume they, they they were friends in the past. I have to assume they're they're still friends uh, outside the wrestling ring, you know, kind of behind the scenes there. But um, amazing match, definitely liked it a lot. And again, I've talked about the title matches here. Talk about the surprises. Uh, I guess that only really leaves the eight. The it was supposed to be a six man tag team match, and then it turned out to be an eight man tag team match where we saw Rocky Romero for uh, Ring of Honor. Uh, old time not old timer but guy ring on original in some ways ring on a veteran uh he he had a couple matches earlier this year so it's not like he came out of nowhere but it was cool to see uh this man literally is the forbidden door he's popping up literally everywhere these days aw impact uh and uh, he's, he's does a lot of great work with new japan and new japan strong as it is um cool to see him come back and he teamed up with violence unlimited to face uh eli isom Taylor, uh, Taylor Rust, Trace Williams, and then they recruited EC3 to their side once Romero joined Alliance Limited. Great match. Liked it a lot. Brody King got the win here. I, I mean, this is, I, I feel like I'm saying the same things over, over and over again, but I do want to emphasize Brody King, yet another guy. 
Uh, I firmly believe he is going to do great things moving forward here uh, in 2022. He is currently the PWG Tag Team Champion with Malachi Black, personal favorite of mine. Uh, I've been kind of connecting the dots as a fan, hoping to see Brody King and maybe reunite with Malachi in AW. Maybe see that uh, at some point soon. I don't know. But I think that would be really, really cool to see. Uh, hoping to see that moving forward here. But it's cool to see him get the win here. Um, if things went differently, I firmly think that uh, King would have been a world champion at some point in Ring of Honor. But with the hiatus and everything, you know, things change. And I think that uh, it's very possible he might sign with someone. Uh, someone uh, by the time Ring of Honor comes back in April. So that it, uh, he might not be available for for the new era or, or if he is, if he is great, I'm like, I'm again, I'm sitting here, no idea what's going to happen. Um, if he, if he comes back, if with the ring of honor, uh, in this new era, I think he'll do great things as he already, as he has been, but I also think he'll do great things regardless, wherever he goes, but I was happy to get the win here. Happy to bounce. I'm going to go unlimited to go on top. A homicide broke out a fork and literally stabbed DC three in like the armpit. Um, which is hilarious because like this is mass was supposed to be like violence limited versus like the foundation esque group of guys that are dedicated to pure wrestling, and he got homicide just breaking out a fork. Um, unmatched homicide is great. Uh, Ring of Honor original, uh, hundred obviously to say the least. You know, for one of the the longest you know tenured guys in Ring of Honor in that sense. Um, uh, very cool to see that. So couldn't have, couldn't have asked for more in that sense. Uh, cool to see found something going out on top like that. But with that being said, I've run through pretty much the majority of the card. Um, every single match was great. Uh, the whole show was amazing. Um, and again, I said at the, at the beginning of the show, I didn't do this podcast last night because I just, the show ended. I was so happy to see Gresham win uh, with Gresham with the world title. But I just felt like, man, it was, it's sad. Right, like what you know, the, this era has ended now. Sitting here today, Ring of Honor uh, will have two more episodes of Ring of Honor Wrestling, the television show. Um, I think by the end of the year, uh, or maybe the, let me look at right now. Usually, it airs every weekend. So yeah, the, this week, this upcoming weekend, and then Christmas, Christmas weekend. I think that will it would line up like that, and then that'll be it. You know, uh, until until they come they come back in April. Um, I, I've heard some reports that they have like plans for original content during the hiatus. I'm not sure what that is. Uh, I've, I've not heard anything concrete on that. So for all intents and purposes, as I said here today, I've got those two, two TV shows that, and I cover that on a weekly basis. So uh, if, whether you watch it or not, make, make sure to check out my coverage. But man, I tell you, I, the show ended last night. I was doing the coverage of, of the show for WrestleZone. And it, it's just, I, I managed to not cry quite honestly, until the Briscoes won the titles. I just, something about that, like, greatest tag team in history going out on top, like, man, it got me. And then FTR showed up, and I was like, oh, cool. And kind of, like, excited through my um, te uh, teary eyes like that. Um, and also, likewise, Gresham wins, and I, I teared up again. Like, great ways to go out for this era, man. I just... Oh, man. I, I, I've, I've said it several times here. I'm a huge fan of Ring of Honor. I want the best Ring of Honor. Um, it's just sad. Like I, I wish things went differently. I wish this, I wish this, this didn't have to happen. Um, but I, as 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 Shane Tucker Promotion said, in my interview with them, there's no there's no sense kind of sitting here crying over spilt milk, right? We're sitting here today, coming off of a great final battle pay per view. Let's let's not get bummed out about the end of something. Let's let's look forward to the start of something. So you know, I I, I, I did take a moment to to note that it was a a sad or a very a very least a bittersweet show. But with that. 
I look forward to to whatever happens next. I look forward to hoping the very best for Ring of Honor here. Stephen Chambers earlier in the show said he's optimistic Ring of Honor will come back. Um, I I really hope so. I'm a huge fan of Ring of Honor, past, present, and hopefully the future. Uh, and with that said, Ring of Honor final battle as, as Nisha Dali G1. Sorry, sorry if I'm not pronouncing the right thing. It was a great show, great final show in this era to go out with here. Um, for this for the era at least uh but 100 very much hoping uh for a very bright future for ring of honor for a very bright future and i i do 100 believe the so many of these talented people have very very bright futures the the shane taylors the brody kings um the briscoes roxy uh so many i can't more than i can even name, name them off the top of my head Just, so many people brian johnson i'm a huge fan josh woods um so 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 many so i hundred i for bottom of my heart i want the very best for every single person on this roster uh and on the realm on the ring around family uh i sit here on the outside looking in uh feeling very close to to the company because i'm a such a big fan um i just want the best for everyone involved uh it has been my absolute opportunity and privilege to to interview so a, a great group of people roxy brand johnson shane Taylor promotions matt taven caprice coleman uh vincent um P i interviewed pco from world champion so many amazing people so I, i've just come to really really love ring of honor um 100 and man i just i want the best for it and i sing here today I, I i thank ring of honor i thank the amazing roster um if you're listening to this i encourage if you're a ring fan i'm assuming you are if you're listening i encourage you to take a moment to just really think about past past at least past and present of ring of honor uh the, the uh, memories from the past uh, as we saw last night um you know cm punk brian danielson uh adam cole hangman page the young bucks i forgot to mention them earlier so many people made the name of ring of honor and made ring of honor to what it is today and for me I've been I've been uh, covering and been a fan of of this current the the more current era of, of the past two roughly two and a half years really um, of, of the Ring of Honor as it has been uh, more recently and I, I've I've loved that so much so I, I very much encourage you take a moment to think about Ring of Honor's past and present uh, and hope for its future hope for the very best for it because that's what I'm doing here um, and then that's that's all that's all that's all there is so with that being said i thank ring of honor i thank every wrestler on the roster um for the past and the present and again here's to the future for everyone involved for ring of honor and the entire roster so with that uh you know yeah i'm already getting emotional but love ring of honor amazing roster it's the best wrestling on the planet bar none i am such a huge fan i very much look forward to seeing them back in april i will say that so with that being said uh, I thank you so much. I've been this this podcast went went longer than I thought it would. But if you're listening, I appreciate you. Thank you so much for listening. Your your support means the world to me. Uh, it means a lot that you're sitting here taking time out of your day to listen to me uh, share my thoughts here, talk about Ring of Honor, and in general here. Uh, this is not the only podcast podcast I do. I'm here on Mondays with John Clark to talk about Monday Night Raw. John and I are here on Tuesdays to talk about NXT. Uh, Robert D. Fleece and I are here, usually here on Fridays to talk about Friday Night SmackDown. Otherwise, we've got a great stream of interviews. Uh, as I mentioned, I interviewed uh, alongside Bell Pritchard. We, we interviewed Vincent earlier this week. I interviewed Fantail Promotions. I interviewed Ring of Honor uh, veteran announcer Bobby Cruz. I interviewed um, Brian Johnson. I've interviewed Roxy. So many people. Uh, 
go if you're a Ring of Honor fan, go out of your way, please. So, like, check them out. Uh, these these amazing people talk about their ironic careers, and especially once the news of the, the haters came out, share their thoughts on the future, share promotions, talk about the, what they want to do in the future. I'll have a, um, a written article coming out about that at some point soon. Um, but until then, go check, check it out, check it, listen to the interviews uh, so you can kind of uh, until April does come to kind of enjoy that these like time capsules uh, for, from Ring of Honor history here of this current era. Of the, from, in those interviews, can't recommend it enough. So if that being, and those are those are available on all, all of our platforms, SoundCloud, Spotify, uh, YouTube, podcast, whatever it may be. We've got you covered. My voice is getting tired, so with that I will say well, here at Russell, we try to do one thing above all others, no matter whatever show it is, and especially with a show as emotional and, and as amazing as Final Battle, it was never more true than ever. And that, my friends, is to enjoy wrestling. Thank you for listening. <laughs>